Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. Hey, welcome everyone. Larry Sharp here on A Free Solution. Yes, host of the Shortway Show, but here on WYSL Rochester, W-E-N-Y-E-N-I, Elmira Corning, the Patriot, and W-A-C-K in Newark, New York. That's the cool Newark, by the way. 585-346-3000. There's a lot of stuff going on here in New York. A lot of people are talking about his majesty, King Andrew. I know. But I want to bring up something a little bit different, which I often do. It's our budget. Now, if you're not in New York, you may not understand the numbers I'm about to bring up to you. I remember talking to uh, Martha Bueno, who's running for a council seat in Miami. And she said, Larry, you don't understand how big our budget here is in Miami. It's $9 billion. And I thought, $9 billion. That's a lot of money. That is. But guess how much it is in New York City? $95 billion. Nine, five billion dollars, and probably more coming up here. But guess what New York State's budget is? It used to be a little bit over 190 billion. That's what it was. 190, 195. Now, after COVID, all the damage that's been done by the government shutdowns, all the problems that we've had over the past year, our budget now is looking at. billion. That's more than most countries. That's New York State. $208 billion. How are we going to recover from that? How are we going to make that up? $208 billion for one state. And His Majesty said, you know what we got to do? We got to get some of that federal money. They only gave us $12 billion. We Just in the increase from last year, it's over 13 Just from the increase. Not even paying what we had to pay from last time. And we had a deficit last time. We had a projected $6 billion deficit before COVID. Now we're saying, well, the deficit's looking like $15 billion. How about more like 50 That's a lie. It's like $50 billion. How are we going to make that up? Well, what do you think? What could, what would our Lord Master, King Andrew Cuomo, His Majesty the Second, all hail the king, who, what possible plan could he have to make up for that? I bet it's all about growth and making people stronger and better and faster. Yeah, no. It's not. It's all about more taxes. Literally. 
seven to eight billion dollars in more taxes. And of course, he's only going to tax the rich and he's only going to tax tax the landlords because those are the evil people. Those are the people who are going to tax. No one else will be affected at all because magic. That's the reason. Because magic. What other reason could there be? But I don't know how good you are at math. Maybe you didn't take common core math or maybe you did. I'm not really sure. But if I had to add 195 and 8, I wouldn't get 208. I would still have a deficit. And all that tax revenue we didn't get last year, that's another deficit. I can figure out that $8 billion is not going to be enough. And I didn't take Common Core. That's like regular math. You can figure that one out without doing a chart or whatever. You can actually figure that out yourself. This is not going to work. And that's one of my biggest issues. If you're going to punish us, at least make it work. At, at least. Look, I don't want you to punish us. But you punish us and it's not going to work. Lose-lose. Nothing but lose. And there's a part of me, and I know I keep saying it the last couple times I've been on this show, I've been telling you how, you know what, I'm starting to get worried about, you know, is this sexual harassment thing distraction? And when it first came up, I was very dismissive. You remember, it's about two, three weeks ago, whatever it was. I was very dismissive. I'm like, nah, that's not that. Come on. Come on, really? Man, the more this happens, the more I'm thinking maybe it is. Because not many people are talking about a $208 billion budget a year after COVID. What are you thinking? Where's that money going to come from? He's just going to cut? Now, supposedly, he's already cutting. He said he's going to cut education, and he's going to cut, um, and he's going to cut Medicaid and Medicare. That's what he said. But what does a cut mean for him? This is what most New Yorkers don't get. What he's going to do is say the state is not going to pay for it. So he's going to make it an unfunded mandate for the counties. And when that happens, your local taxes go up. And he'll say, it wasn't me raising the taxes. It was your local people. Blame them. Yeah, because he forced them to pay for the rest of Medicaid, Medicare, whatever the case may be, education. He'll make them pay for that. They'll have no choice. They'll have to raise taxes on you because there's nothing else they can do or shut schools down or shut whatever down. There's no plan. There's the problem. There's no plan for growth. This is my biggest issue. There's no plan for growth. It's all about putting band-aids on such. And here's the the biggest problem. Larry, you don't understand. We we have to fund our government. We got to fund our government. Okay. I'll buy that. People rely on government services. I got you. I'm I'm not against that. I got it. You have to. We need to service people. Okay. Okay. But how about two different separate ideas that both could make that, hap- make that work better? The first one, 
instead of giving money directly to governments, which is what we're doing, give more money to the individual people so they can spend more money, make more commerce, and then pay those taxes to fund the government. This is like you're saying the grocery store is in trouble. It, it can't go buy bananas or whatever. Okay, let's give the grocery store money. No, let's give the customers money so they can buy the bananas and the oranges and stuff, and then the, the grocery store can make money and go buy more bananas. That's how commerce works. You saw that huge amount of money that they're giving us, $1.9 trillion. Only about less than a quarter of that is directly to us. Where's that other three quarters going to? Not to us. Same idea. There's no growth in that either. Where's the growth in that? Well, we'll decide to fund specific businesses. We're going to pick winners and losers. Or if you're going to do a stimulus, which you know I'm a libertarian and I can't stand, but I get it. We're going to do it. I can't stop it. Okay. If I can't stop it, take that 1.9, divide it by the number of American households. There's your check. Please spend liberally and please spend it locally to the best of your ability. Please do that. And what would happen? Companies would make money because we'd be giving them money and they'd be paying taxes and so would we. And everything works, but we don't do that because there is no plan for growth. How are we going to get out of this? What I see is more dependency. This entire plan is for more dependency. This entire plan is for more people to still be waiting for government to tell them if they can do whatever they're going to do during that day, if they can actually work, create their job, go to school, send their kids to school, leave the home, go to a movie, live life now. Depends upon whether our government says so or not. Looking more like distraction. I don't know. Your comments, your phone calls. After this break, 585-346-3000. Ah, free solution. Back after the break. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. Free solution. Hey guys, it is Larry Sharp back here on a free solution. 
WYSL, Rochester, New York, WENY, ENI, Elmira Corning, The Patriot, and WACK, Newark, New York, 585-346-3000. Before the break, I was talking about that big $208 billion budget that New York State has now. And I was talking that maybe most people aren't even talking about this. This is a massive amount of money, a massive increase. I think it's like a 20 some odd percent increase in our budget. I I forgot what the number is. It's something like that. And it's a, it's a, it's an increase that is so big. When you look at the losses that we had last year, there's an estimate an estimate, I'm sorry, that we lost about $50 billion in revenue last year. That's an estimate. So we've lost 50. We gained 12 from Uncle Joe's writing us a check. Thank you, Joe Biden. Thank you for Biden bucks. He's writing us a check for 12. But we lost 50. And our budget went up by about 13, 14 billion. Who's talking about it? Not many. There's another piece here. We're going to tax the rich. Okay. I got it. I hear that all the time. And people get mad at me. Larry, you know, these rich people, they need to pay the money. They need to pay their fair share. Okay. I love that idea. Okay. Get those rich people. How? They don't ever in the history of humanity do the wealthy ever decide to pay a bunch of taxes when you decide to hammer them. They do one of three things. They leave. They find loopholes, or in the case of the olden days, they overthrow the uh, the king. They don't really do that much today. They used to. They don't pay. How do we know this? We've lost tons of people out of New York City already, many of them wealthy. Recently, there was a survey. They figured out that, give or take, about half a million, 500,000 New York City workers have, have left New York City. I thought it was 400,000. That's the last thing I heard. That was like back in October. Recently now, it's 500,000 have left. Let me say that again. 500,000 workers out of New York City have left New York City. That's more than the population of every other city in New York State, with the exception of New York City. There's not a city in New York, City, in New York State over 500,000 people in, in population. That's left New York City. So they asked. They said, okay. Half a million have left. How many coming back? How many? They asked people. Maybe half. I'm not joking. Maybe half. That's what they said. Maybe half. For sure, half of them, for sure, aren't coming back till at least September. For sure. Then probably no more coming back than half are coming back. Probably no more. It's about it. How are you going to replace that revenue? And when most of your workers aren't in New York City, why would you have an office in New York City? Once you don't have an office in New York City, how are you going to pay New York City taxes? You don't have people, nor do you have an office in New York City. You're not paying taxes in New York City anymore. This is not rocket science, guys. It's already happening. As you tell people they're not welcome, they tend to leave. 
That's how it works. Are there some jerks who will stay when you tell them when I'm hanging out at Ryan's house? And he's like, Larry, you should probably leave now. And I'm like, I know I should, but I think I'll stay. Got any chocolate chip cookies? Some people will do that. But most people, when Ryan says, Larry, you probably should leave now. It's late. Most go, oh, sure, Ryan. Sorry about that. I'm out. Thank you. I'm out. So as New York State keeps saying, you wealthy people, however they define wealthy, today it's, I think, 400000 is it $4,000 a year or more? Is that what they consider wealthy now? It'll go down. It'll be two hundred. Then it'll be a hundred. Then it'll be you wealthy people over ninety, and it'll keep going down until like if you're not on minimum wage, you're wealthy. They'll just keep going until they get enough people to just leave. This is a serious problem, and we're not talking about it. I don't see people. All I hear us doing is two things: one, higher minimum wage. We need more minimum wage. Here's the reality for minimum wage. Not that I'm against, in theory, the concept of it. I get people want more money. I get it. I do. It's it's tough for someone to vote against a raise. I'm not mad at people who want minimum wage. I think it's a bad idea, personally. But I'm not against the individual who goes, I'm not making much. If I can make 15 bucks an hour and I'm only making 12 now, that's a difference in my lifestyle. I would like to vote for that. I get it. I'm not mad at you for that. What I'm saying is there's better answers. That's what I'm saying. There's better answers. This isn't the number one. We're focusing on minimum wage laws, which if you see it already, go into a McDonald's now if you can't even go into one. Most of it's drive through And the other parts you go inside, they're kiosks. Have you seen most of these minimum wage work working places now? They're more and more automated. They're fine with it. So again and again and again, we start seeing that we're focusing on the wrong things. And did you see what New York City's doing? New York City has an entire revamping of our education system. Our city is falling apart, literally falling apart. And when I say falling apart, that's not an exaggeration. If you live in my city, you know it is literally falling apart like stuff's falling down. And we're saying, you know what we should do? Revamp education. That's the key. That's the answer. Revamping education is the key. When people can't go to work, when people can't make money, where people can't leave their homes, where suicide rates are increased by 30%. You know what the answer is? Education. How can you have an increase in education when your budget's supposed to go down? Here's how. Your budget's going up. Let's just give more money away and blame the evil rich people. That'll work. Never, ever. This is my bigger problem. Let me grab a couple of comments if I can. So, Adrian says, the king will tax the hell of us on Long Island. Wild guess. He's going to tax us all. It's not just you. It is you. It's me too. It's all of us here in New York. Absolutely. Um, There wouldn't be dollars if there wasn't debt. That's what Ryan says. Only two things can enslave people, the sword and debt. Is that a, yeah, I agree. Remember when I first talked about this, I gave an answer for this last year, how we could actually fund this thing and make this work. And the biggest thing is getting rid of debt, letting people figure out how to work. Absolutely. Joe says, don't New York my Florida. <laughs> We're on our way down here, Joe, so we might be. 
Absolutely. I love that. I love that. That's great. Um, Timothy says, Larry Sharp, I'm waiting on my tax return and my VA GI Bill back pay. I'm drowning right now. Tim, brother, you are not the only one. I get it. You're right. Look, again, I'm not mad that people want 1400 bucks. You need to pay your bills. I got it. I'm not against it. I'm, I'm not mad at people for wanting it. Okay. Look, the government caused this problem in the first place, so the government's going to pay. All right, fine. I got it. I got it. Where's the plan for growth? Timothy, my problem isn't with you drowning now while it's bad. My, my worry is how do we stop you from drowning next month and the month after that and the month after that and the year after that? If Uncle Joe puts his hand out and brings you up out of the water right now, are you just going to fall back in again? Where is our plan for growth so that not only do we save the people now, but they're not just drowning again a month from now, two months from now. I don't want you waiting on another, you know, GI Bill or another tax return. I don't want you waiting on that for next year. I want you up and running, getting stuff done in your own household. So you say, thank you for the hand up. Now I'm rocking and rolling. That's my issue. But I totally get you. Absolutely. So, Keith says, I'm nailing it today. Thank you, Keith. I appreciate that. I'm trying. Absolutely. Um, inflation is real. Look at Bitcoin rise. I got to tell you two things. One, I'm more and more worried about inflation. I don't think it'll be massive inflation yet. I think we have at least another year or two before we see some big inflation. That's my gut. Because right now, we're just going to throw money at the problem and throwing money at the problem is a very good short-term solution. By short-term, it works. Here's the money. Go spend stuff. Awesome. We don't see the pain yet. Wait a year or two, you start seeing the pain. Wait for our next crash, 10 years from now, whatever, hyperinflation. That's like the end. So you're right. It is real, but you usually don't see it right away, particularly when you throw lots of money in a problem because everyone has money. feels good. We see it later. Right, and that's the real issue. So, how do we get around that? Some people already talking about what I was talking about, and that is cannabis. Yeah, maybe cannabis. When we get back, we'll talk about that. Your calls: five eight five three four six three thousand. Larry Sharp, our free solution. Back after the break. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website. There 
hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. It is Larry Sharp back on A Free Solution. WYSL in Rochester, New York. WENY, ENI in Elmira Corning. The Patriot, WACK in Newark, New York. 585-346-3000. Hey, follow us. Follow us on A Free Solution on YouTube, on Facebook. This show's on every day, Monday through Friday at noon with cool people like the super awesome Kevin Wilson and the super duper awesome Andrew Halster. All types of cool people are on this show. What's wrong with you? Watch it every day. Listen to it every day. Check it out. I appreciate it. Today, it is me. So I do appreciate you guys giving me a little chunk of your afternoon. I want to grab a couple more comments if I could. I was talking about the idea of the $208 billion deficit. A problem. Absolutely. How are we going to raise the money? A problem. Absolutely. How are we going to deal with the taxation? A problem. Absolutely. How are we going to handle minimum wage? A problem. Absolutely. So when I talk about these issues, I get things like this. John says, how much does our government hate small business? Oh, you survived COVID? Let's see if you can handle minimum wage increase. Now, I know minimum wage increase sounds good. I do. I get it sounds good. Realize something, though. Less than 5% of Americans are working minimum wage jobs. If you really want to help Americans, find an answer. And I've talked about many of them. But find an answer to give the gig worker benefits. That's the real answer. This economy is moving towards a gig economy. That's what's happening. People are doing all types of gig work. A lot of people like gig work. Not everybody does. And if you don't like gig work, no worries. You'll probably find some work in a larger organization like the, an Amazon or government work or a Walmart or even a Dollar General or something like that. You can move up in those, in those worlds. Of course you can. If you kind of like entrepreneur but you don't really want to go entrepreneur, you can buy a franchise if you've got that kind of cash or if you've got family with people who can put money together and you can pick up a 7-Eleven or a, I don't know, a Wendy's or something, whatever is the thing you want to pick up, right? Whatever you like. You can do that too. Another option. But a lot of people are doing gig work. Why? I got to give you a couple of reasons why this is important. The first one is in this economy, most of us, We'll have several careers, not several jobs, several different careers. That's how it usually works. If you're a teenager or a 20-something right now, the odds are you will have five separate careers over your life. Not five separate jobs, five different careers. 
which means you're learning constantly. And that's challenging. And college, when it comes to learning, virtually useless, unless you're in a specific type of like engineering job or something like that. But unless it's that, it's virtually useless. So you've got to learn your own. How do you do that? Gig work. That's how we do it. That's how we figure it out. If I'm a 45-year-old, a 50-year-old, and I've been working at a company 15, 20 years, and I got shut down because maybe the COVID lockdowns or whatever, how am I going to find another job like that again? There aren't many. The odds are I'm gig working until I find that next thing, that next thing that I enjoy that I want. Instead of focusing on minimum wage, focus on finding a way to get gig workers benefits so they can get ill if they get ill. They can deal with health care. That's the biggest issue. You fix that, gig working isn't that bad. I mean, for some people it is if you don't want it, obviously, right? If you don't like gig work, that's a problem. A lot of people like it. A lot of people want it. They like that freedom. They like the ability to, to hustle when they want to hustle and not hustle when they don't want to hustle. Some people like that. But we're doing the opposite. Not only are we crushing small businesses, but we're also crushing the gig economy because we're saying my answer to helping the gig workers is forcing them to be employees. Now, when you do that, you let every small business owner realize I can't hire anybody. It's just me and my family. I can't hire anybody. Because even a part-timer now is going to become an employee. Even some gig worker now is an employee. I can't afford an employee. And then what happens when they want to go off on family leave? And I say, well, Larry, don't people deserve family leave? Of course you deserve it. Good for you. I hope you get it. Good for you. How is a small business owner who only has two employees going to afford for one employee to go away for nine months and they pay for it? And still have to hire another employee to, to fill that role who realizes that nine months later, they're fired. How are you going to fill that role? Now, when you have 10,000 employees, 5,000 employees, 500 employees, no big deal. You can absorb it. All these rules are fine for large organizations. They're not good for small ones at all. I'll go back with this. Let's make sure people don't get evicted. Do I want you to be evicted? Of course I don't. Of course I don't. But who can handle it when you don't pay your rent? Well, if I'm a big developer, I got 300 units, I got 500 units, I got 100 units, 10 people don't pay the rent, eh, I'm unhappy. Maybe I'm not going to Florida three times this year, only twice, at the end of the world. Maybe I'm not going to hire another new employee. I have to wait a year before I hire another employee. Okay, where's that going to end? What happens when I have two units and one doesn't pay? I'm finished. I'm done. But according to our rules, I'm an evil landlord. I'm not some guy or gal or family who's deciding to use their home to make some extra cash to grow to be something better. Nope. I'm an evil landlord. I'm a gig economy guy trying to make some extra cash. I got a side hustle so I can put my kid through college. No, you're not. 
You're an employee. If you don't like that, you're going to be an LLC. That'll teach you. That's where we're going right now. And who's talking about that besides me? I don't know anybody else who is. I mean, maybe someone else is. I don't hear it. I don't hear what's actually going to happen to New York State a year from now, two years from now. I hear Cuomo should resign because eight women or whatever the number is. Was it 10 now? Whatever. Not that that's not bad. That That's bad. I don't want to take away from that at all. That's bad. It's an and. And so is the new education. So is the possible empire passes, which are basically a, a workaround vaccine mandates. So is a $208 billion budget. So is a broken New York City that's not going to recover. All those things are bad. And the worst of all of them, thousands of dead New Yorkers in nursing homes. All of them are important. What do we hear? Only one. Nate said this two, three weeks ago, and I doubted him. I'm starting to think Nate might be right. Maybe there is something about this that I'm missing. I'm not sure. So let me grab some of this now if I can. All right. Um, John says, did you see the Post article saying 30 women when it's all said and done? Man, 30. Talk about piling on. Maybe. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, my God. Michael says, live, we can hear whoever you're speaking to. I know. I'm just streaming this live. You guys see what I'm doing? You hear me in my engineer talk? Yes. It's okay. I'm not trying to hide it. We sometimes have issues and concerns. Totally okay with it. Yes. Uh, Tim says, the Fed's ability to borrow against the dollar screws the state's ability to have a balanced budget. Yes. I live in Colorado, and we have a taxpayer bill of rights. They want to get rid of it because even with cannabis, we are seeing shortfalls. And that's my other point. Thank you for that. The problem that I have with the way they have been legalizing cannabis is they're making it to where big business wins, big banking wins, and of course, there's still a black market. This is the wrong way of doing things. And they're trying to hammer with extra taxes on cannabis. That's what New York's looking at. You do that, you'll actually have less commerce. If you actually regulate cannabis the way I said so, like onions, People can just buy and sell it. Guess what they'll do? They'll buy and sell it. And when they buy and sell it, they'll pay sales tax. Because as long as you don't make a 30% tax or 15% tax, people just buy it regularly. My team did this. If you care, go to LarryShop.com. We talked about it on that, on that page, in the policy page. And the thing we came up with is we understood something. As a good general rule, if taxation is 3% or less, generally speaking, there's almost no black market. In other words, the average person says, I can buy a product for a dollar in a black market or a dollar three in a store, I pay a dollar three. I'm good. And as it moves up, you know, 100 bucks or 103 bucks, I pay 103 bucks. Once you start getting to 104, 105, 106, 107, you begin to have a black market. 
when it's 120, 115, you're begging for a black market, particularly as the dollars go up, right? Because now a thousand bucks becomes a whole lot more. 3% tends to be about the number. I do not want to tax it any more than 3%. No more than that. I don't want a black market. I don't want to hurt people buying. I want people to buy and sell it and use it because then there'll be more commerce. There isn't a money problem. There's a commerce problem. It's very rare that commerce can't, in the long run, fix almost any problem. Because if you have more commerce, you have happier people with more purpose, doing more things, gathering more goods and services, and more taxation, and more of a private market, and more charity, and more everything. If there is a panacea, if there is one, it's commerce. It's not gifts from government. It's not services. It's commerce. That's the answer. Larry, Sharp, here, of Free Solution, back at the break. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe. Safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585 200 3182. That's 585 200 3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Hey, Larry Sharp here on A Free Solution. So happy to have you here. I'm also, by the way, host of the Sharpway Show. Please follow me. You know where you should follow me? On Facebook. You should. You should go on Facebook, go to the Sharpway, and follow me on the Sharpway. I know some of you follow me on Larry Sharp. That's not good enough. You got to follow me on Sharpway too. What happens if I get hit by cancel culture and they get rid of me? I got to have Sharpway on the side. Go do that. Even more important, follow me on a free solution. Free solution on Facebook and YouTube. You get to hear not just me, but the other cool people here too. Here on WYSL, Rochester, New York. W-E-N-Y and W-E-N-I. Elmira Corning, the Patriot. N-W-A-C-K, Newark, New York. Before the, the last break, I was talking about the idea of taxation, black markets, all those things. Commerce being the answer. Sadly, most people think, Larry, if you focus on business, that makes you selfish. It's a common thought. I get it. Sounds bad. Because when they think of commerce, they think about big business. And it's big business, doing bad stuff to bad people, hurting people. Yep, I get it. It looks terrible. You watch the movies and it's always the evil corporate guy who's trying to rule the world. Mm-hmm. 
Anybody know where the vast majority of new jobs come from every year? Small business. That changed. That used to be true. Not anymore. If you saw what just happened recently, I think it was, was it February or January? We had about 50,000 new jobs in America. 50,000, give or take. 40,000 were government jobs. Yeah, that's where we are. Now we have government being the biggest employer. How can this be good for us? As we said, oh, corporations are the evil bad people and they're trying to rule the world. And we try to regulate them to hold them back because we're going to stop those people. And what's happened as we've done that? And we have done that. We've been regulating for the past at least 40 years, more, more monopoly, more oligarchy, more cartels, and crushing, crushing, crushing small business. It's not working. If your goal is to hurt the big evil corporate guy, okay, it's not working. Try something else. And can I give you an idea? What does a corporatist, is that a good word? It's a word now. What does a big corporatist hate more than anything else? Competition. Yes, that gets in the way. See, then I can't do what I want. Then I can't price the way I want to price. That's a problem. So what do most of them do? They buy up competition. It's very effective. Oh, that guy, Michael, he's making cool stuff. I'll just buy him. And then I can do whatever I want. Michael goes, I like that check. He takes it and he moves on. I'm not mad at Michael for that. She's a big check. I'll take it. Appreciate that. Maybe the most money Michael's ever seen. That's common for entrepreneurs who aren't accustomed dealing in with the big boys. All of a sudden, here comes a bunch of money. He takes it. I got it. One of the reasons why he takes it is he realizes he can't fight. He realizes he's fighting not just the big corporate people, but he's also fighting the government. He's doing both. And he realizes, I can't fight both because they're both on the same side against me. And they're giving me a way out. I'm going to take it. But if we had an environment where the little guy had a real chance of growing, becoming stronger, better, faster, competing well, that solves all the problems. It does. It encourages someone who's out of business, I'm sorry, out of a job to start a business. It encourages someone who used to have a big corporate job to work locally, to take that institutional knowledge that they got out of a big organization and now sharing it with a small organization, giving them a shot at competing. When you take gig work away, that goes away. Because I want, I want Jane's expertise. She's been in big business for 20 years, but I can't afford to pay her her salary. It's too much. I'm a little guy. I can't afford that. But can six of us afford to pay her a chunk of her salary so she makes enough money and we can take her expertise on all our small businesses? Yeah. But not when government forces her to be an employee. Now we can't. All six of us lose, and so does she. And who wins? Big business. They win. We all lose. You want to make the world a better place? 
allow the individual local person to control their destiny more, to include a business, to include who they hire, to include how they grow? Well, I, what's that mean? I, if you remember when I ran, one of the things I talked about was saying, if you are a local New York state business and you agree to only sell within the borders of New York state, you'll be immune from all federal regulatory bodies. I brought it up more than once and I keep bringing it up. Wyoming does it for farmers right now. I would do it for all small businesses. So you're a small business in New York state. Why are you worried about what the federal guidelines are? Who cares? You're selling to your guy across the street. Do local stuff. You'll be fine. That'll be an advantage for you. Yeah. Not just that. Loosen what it means to be an employee. Not strengthen. This way you can bring someone on for a little bit of time. If they work, life is good. Make an employee. If you're a small business owner, you make one bad hire. That sets you back a year. I'm not joking. If you've been a small business owner, you know it. It sets you back a year. How are you going to compete when you just fell back a year because you made a bad hire? Or when they sue you? Or when you got to pay workers' comp for the next five years? How are you going to deal with that? You can't. How many people do you know personally who had a business and what put them under finally was a government bill? Tax, back pay, something, lawsuit. That's what put them under. You want to build New York? Deal with that $208 billion budget? Let's stop worrying about taxing the rich and let's start making more commerce for the poor, more commerce for the middle class, more commerce locally. That's an actual free solution. Larry Sharp, thank you so much for giving me some of your afternoon. I will see you all tomorrow.